This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray, in many of his anointed More Than Conquerors Bible studies, is no stranger to the subjects that Christians love to talk about. God's grace and mercy, divine healing, forgiveness of sin, miracles, faith and hope, angels, and of course, prosperity. Others not quite as popular, repentance, prayer, fasting, generosity, integrity, forgiveness of others, and godly sorrow for sin, of course, are also preached but involve the listener experiencing the uncomfortable emotions of conviction. This week's powerful five-day message, Fearing God, falls into neither of these two categories and certainly doesn't mean what most believers think it means. Unlike life's most common fears, fear of man, fear of failure, and fear of death, this fear has nothing at all to do with the effects of terror or fright, and all to do with the awesome reverence and respect for an all-powerful, loving Father. Stay tuned for more on what fearing God really means. I've got couple of messages on my heart, but I feel like I've got to do this one, um, continue on fear, because fear is such a powerful force in the lives of so many people. How many are in agreement with me on that? And um, so we've got to talk about fear. I'm not going to have you turn to them, but you can write them down, because I've got a ton of verses here, and I want you to get most of them, if not all of them. But number one, John, 1 John 4, 18 through 19, this is what it says. There is no fear in love. Now, how many of you understand and know that God is the God of love? All right. So it says here, and we'll we'll read on because verse 19 gives us a little clearer understanding. He said, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. The rest of this verse says, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. See, if you're tormented by fear, that's not God. And when you're bound up by fear, you're not flowing in the things of God or the Holy Ghost. You've got to get yourself back to that place where you are in the love of God and knowing that God loves you. God's not looking for perfect people. Are you with me? I like to say it this way. God is not looking for perfect people, but he's looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards him. In other words, my heart wants to do what's right, but once in a while, Lord, I mess up. God's not mad with you. He loves you. And perfect love, if you go back to that perfect love of God, it will drive away and cast away the fear that you have building. Because the devil, see, the devil knows when you mess up, and the first thing he wants to do is try to get you over into the terror and fright of God and what God God might do to you. Fear has to do with torment. The terror, fright kind of fear has to do with torment, and that comes from the dominion of darkness. But the, but, but the fear of, of the Lord is that reverence and honor and respect of God. So it says here, he says, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. If you have this terror fright of God, then how are you ever going to be perfected in the gentleness, in the purity, in the peacefulness of his love? How would it ever happen? 
So we've got to understand what the fear of the Lord is. In verse 19 of 1 John 4, it says, we love him. This ought to be our testimony. We love him because he first loved us. I love God because even yet while I was a sinner, God had me a sinner on his mind and gave me a brand new chance at life. Wiped the slate clean and gave me a brand new chance at life. That's called the love of God. So we've got to deal with this fear of God. Let me give you a couple other verses. Psalm 34, 11 through 15. Actually, I have to read this out of the Bible because I didn't write, this is a long one. So let me go over to Psalm 34. Is everybody going there with me? We've got to understand what the fear of the Lord is and we've got to have the fear of the Lord back in our lives. We've become too casual with God and there are even people who have thumbed their nose at God. There are people who once served him are lowering the standard in life and we've got to get that standard back up. God is an awesome God. He understands, he loves, he cares, but he also requires things of us. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Man, you're not amen in me. I'll tell you, this is, this is good stuff. He requires something of us. Don't mess with God. I heard Norville Hayes say something one time that put chills down my spine. How many of you know who Nor Norville Hayes is? Great father of the faith, word of faith. He said, you know, you can, you can fool with God. You can fool with God and fool with God and fool with God. And God, because he is a merciful God, will just have mercy and have mercy and have mercy and have mercy. But he said one day, and this sent chills down, one day God draws a line in the sand just like that. And he says, no more. We need the fear of the Lord, Lord folks. That's why I live clean, because I fear God. Is everybody with me? Yes. Folks, say, well, I can't live clean because my emotions are telling me something else. Well, I'll tell you what. You better forget about your dumb emotions and you better start fearing God. Yes. Say, I'm going to live clean because God is who God is. God is and always will be, be God. He's God now, God tomorrow, and God forever, and he always will be God. Yes. So, so here in Psalm 34, 11, he says, um, well, let's, uh, let's go to verse 34, um, 9. He says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. What are you supposed to do? Fear him. There is no want to those who fear him. There's no what? No want to those who fear him. You have a good, healthy respect for God. And I'm going to tell you why there's no want to you. Because you respect God's principles. You love God. You reverence him and fear him so much that you don't ever want to. Listen, I'll tell you what, there have been a couple of times, that, now you may say, well, pastor, that's, that's bondage. Well, let it be bondage to you, it's life to me. But let me, let me, there have been a couple of times where I got behind on my ties and the first thing I said, oh, dear God, don't count this against me. I need to catch up on this right now, Lord. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything to offend God because I reverence him and respect him and I have awe for, for, the Lord, uh, for the Lord God. Is everybody with me? Yes. So it says here, oh, fear the Lord, all you saints. There is no want to those who fear him. See, when you fear God, you're not gonna step out of line of his principles and promises. And when you put those principles and promises into effect, there's gonna be no want in your life. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Now, the only reason why you are a seeker of God is because you have a degree of fear of God. Amen. Reverence and respect. Is everybody with me? Verse 11, come you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. 
All right, so he's going to teach us the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life? How many people here desire life? How many of you want to live a long life? Come on, I want to live, man. I want to live. Who is the man who desires life and, and loves many days that he may see good? How many people want that? Let me see it. All right. Well, he's telling you what to do. If you fear the Lord, you're going to keep your tongue from evil. Shut your mouth. If you ain't got anything good to say, be quiet. I heard something this morning. I was watching John Hagen. Let me see if I can get this straight. I thought it was great. He said uh, there was a mountain lion who, who ate up a big bull, and he was so, so delighted that he began to roar. The rancher heard him and shot the lion dead. And the moral of the story is when you're full of bull, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I thought that was great. Just keep your mouth shut. Keep your tongue from evil. Lying is evil. Even little lies. There's no such thing as a little lie, big lie, medium lie. Uh, you know, come on, let's get away from these degrees. A lie is 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 a lie and always will be a lie. Keep your tongue from evil. You fear God, you're going you're gonna to keep your tongue in, in, in right condition. You're not going to be so loose-lipped talking about people and saying hurtful things and, and criticizing and judging and complaining and, and, and bearing unforgiveness and spewing that venom all over. But you want to live? Here's, here's how you live. You want, how many want long life? Amen. How many want to see good days? How many of you know that you can have long life with some pretty rotten days? That means long life with sickness, disease, poverty, want, ugliness, unforgiveness, bitterness, bitter about this and bitter about that and, and, and suspicious of people. Well, you can live a long life and live in some pretty rotten days. But when you fear the Lord, when you have this reverence and this awesome reverence and, and, and awe towards God, then you know you can't be one who's going to live loose-lipped. You can't be one who's going to, you know, just always be speaking evil and saying things. I want to see good days. How about you? So he says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. That's lies, even little ones. Verse 14, depart from evil and do good. What are you supposed to do? Depart from evil. In the New Testament, uh, Paul encourages the saints, come out from among them and be separate. We're supposed to be separated from the world, not like the world. The only reason why we get down with the world is to change them, to bring them the life-changing word of Jesus Christ. We don't get with the world to act like them, be like them, talk like them, walk like them, dress like them. I told you I had a message burning in my heart. Thank you for those four and a half good preachers, good good. Verse 14, depart from evil. So what are we supposed to do? Depart from evil. And what are we supposed to do? Good. Do good in the name of Jesus. Seek peace. What are we supposed to do? Seek peace. In other words, here, here, wave the white handkerchief. Not everybody got that. Well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how. They did this and they did that and they were like that. Shh. Wave the white handkerchief. Surrender yourself because you're supposed to be a peacemaker, not a pot stirrer, not a troublemaker. If you want good days and you want to see long life and you want to see God, then have this fear of the Lord. And for the fear of God, I'm going to keep my tongue right. For the fear of God, I'm going to depart from evil and run away from it. 
For the fear of God, I'm going to seek peace and pursue it. And verse 15 says, And the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The fear of the Lord. Surrender. Here's another verse. I'll just read it to you. Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When you really begin to get that fear of the Lord in your, in your life, that awesome, awesome respect for God because of God, who, who God is, and you walk in that constant place of knowing that you're nothing before God, your life is nothing but a vapor. Oh, my God, please get this in you. Get this in you. Get this in you. This is good. This is good. This is so good. When that fear of the Lord is in your life and you live under that knowledge that he is so awesome, you begin to understand things and see things in the spirit and and you begin to understand why God requires things of us and why we have to make some changes in our life and we have to strive after holiness and righteousness and godliness and living a clean life and doing being an upright citizen and being a being a good person and being a helper it begins to give us knowledge of the things of the spirit we begin to understand how to have victory over all 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 of our warfare that fear of the Lord brings us back to that place of humility and understanding of the principles and the things of God. It says in this verse that the, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. We begin to understand how to live this life of the Spirit. Because folks, once you become a Christian, you're called now to live a life in the Spirit, not a life in the flesh. As a matter of fact, when you get born again, what begins to happen is that on a daily basis, you begin to live in the spirit and start to fight the flesh with everything you have because the flesh wants to lead in your life and in my life, but for the fear of God, for the awesome respect of God, I want my spirit to lead because spirit, the things of the spirit bring life and the things of the flesh bring death. So he says here that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools... He actually says that if you don't have this fear of the Lord in your life, that you're a fool. That's a pretty strong word. It's not a word that I like to use in church, but it's in the church book. It's in the Bible, so we got to use it. So he says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fool doesn't want to hear about it. And the reason why the fool doesn't want to hear about it is because he doesn't have any fear of the Lord. You don't fear God. I'll tell you, now, now I don't agree with this totally, but I have to say something that I remember years ago, 25 years ago or more, uh, as even, actually, even as a young boy, I used to put on some preachers on TV and watch them because back then, how many of you remember a man by the name of Rex Humbard? He was like one of the first on TV, and I used to watch him, and I used to watch some powerful other preachers that were around that time. Billy Graham used to be on there. But, you know, there was a degree of respect that they were preaching about God that you just don't hear anymore in the church. You, every, every program you put on television, every Christian, not every, but just about every Christian program you put on television, it's all about what you can get from God. That's right. yep, good. It's all about living a good life, enjoying your life. What about us getting back to just fearing God because he's God? What about getting back to the, to the remembrance that I was nothing but a, but a, a lame sinner? that thumbed his nose at the face of God. And but for the grace of God, I would still be in that condition and on my way to hell. But because of the grace of God and the love of God, 
My life has changed, been transformed into something else, and I will never, all the days of my life, forget what God has done for me. We need more preaching about the fear of the Lord. I remember back then there were preacher, they were preaching messages like serve God or die. Get right or get left. Anybody remember messages like that? Preaching about hellfire. When was the last time you flipped on TV and you heard a message about hell? And yet every day there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are being deposited into the corridors, into the depths of hell, burning in eternal fire because there's not anyone who is bold enough to stand up and begin to declare that hell is a real place just like heaven is a real place. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. You listen. Turn on. I want, I want to turn you on to this, man. You just listen very carefully to some of the preaching that's going on today. Jesus' name is not even mentioned. And if it's mentioned, it's mentioned in passing. Yet my Bible says that he has the name that is above every name, that at the sound of that name, that name is the only name, the one and only name. And yet there, there are those who will not even utter the name of Jesus. The fear of God has left many, 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 many Christians who once grew up in this and had the awesome fear of the Lord and the respect, but it's just, it's just vanishing like vapor because so much of what's going on today in America is so self, selfish and self-centered and focused on me, and we forget about the awesome God that we serve, and it's not about me. It's about him. Yeah, I want the best life yet but I realize that my life first must go the way of the cross. I've got to walk the way of the cross in order to have a good life. I can't have a good life until I get the fear of God in my life. I get control over my tongue and I reject evil and I accept good and I ask for God's blessing and anointing and live in this fear. Then my life can be good. I don't know about you, but I ain't hearing this but I'm not getting that stuff on me. I'm going to live under the fear of God. I'm going to live under the respect of the Almighty. I'm going to live to respect him and honor him with every fiber of my being and not one day would I ever allow myself to get so casual with God that I can begin to dictate my life, water him down and puff me up. Because that is no way to please the Lord Almighty. That's no way to please God. Now, I realize that this may be coming across strong, but that's exactly the way it was meant. Because we've got to jerk the slack out of the body of Christ. Are you all in agreement with me? Come on. Fear of God. We've got to have it back and operating in our lives. It's the fear of God that keeps me, keeps me motivated, stirred up. Man, you know how many times I thought about quitting? Some of you are probably saying, I wish he'd quit preaching right now. <laughs> you know how many times I, I thought about quitting in my life and giving up because the way got hard? And I thought to myself, dear God, where would I be if I got out of your will? 
where would I be? Yeah, I know it's tough and pressure comes and temptation comes and confusion comes and worry comes and people harass you. Relationships break up. Marriage, you know, if you're married, you know, maybe you came out of a broken marriage and you come to this place in your life where you think, oh, it ain't worth it. Financial pressure. And I've heard people say that. Well, I've been a tither my whole life. Why am I in this place? Listen, I don't know why you're in this place, but I got news for you. You better keep your mouth shut and you better not undo all the good you did for the last 10, 15, 20 years. You better keep your mouth shut and keep honoring and fear God because God could snuff you out with one little flip of his finger just like that. So you better keep your mouth quiet and keep honoring him through this mess because if you do, he's going to get you through the other side. And when you get to the other side, he's going to show you why you got in this mess. Man, I heard, I've heard people say some stuff uh, and this is, a, this is a common thing. There are people who served God and there was disruption in the church where they served and maybe the pastor did a couple of things that they didn't like, which is fine. I mean, pastors aren't perfect. But you better keep your mouth shut. Don't you come against God's anointed. Ain't your business to change the pastor, his wife, the elders. Ain't your business. That's God's business. That's God's servant. Not your servant. That's God's servant. He's there to serve God. But I've seen some, some folks that have, been, that have come through some churches and, and they've, they've been hurt, they've been disappointed, they've been, they've been just beat up, you know, in some ways, and they, they pin the blame on God. Let me tell you, people will always mess up. Preachers will mess up. Ministers will mess up. People who serve God will mess up. Don't sit there and suck wind when that happens like, oh, look at that. Honey, you better get your focus back on Jesus. You better get your focus back on God. And just because a preacher messes up or a preacher abuses you or, or does something to offend, you better just suck it up and you better get your fear back on the Lord. You better start fearing God because you're talking some junk and that junk is going to beat you up, kick you in the behind. Going to shorten your life and, and things will come on you because you opened your mouth and you should have been quiet. See, we don't, we don't fear God. That's why we've got all the troubles we have in the body of Christ because people just do whatever they want to do. Because as respect, see, I believe this, that respect didn't first start declining in the home and at church. It first started to decline in the church. And because it's declining in the church, it's now starting to decline in the home where, where kids talk to parents like I never, I, I'll tell you what, there are a couple of kids that I've seen in the supermarket. Man, I just wanted to flip them over on their, on their front, on their backside and give them a good whack. I was like, man, if that was my kid, man, he'd have one red hiney right now. How do you talk like that to your mother? How do you talk that way to your father? And in public, Johnny, come on, let's go. No, we're not going. What are you kidding me? When my mother said, we're going, we're going. My father said, we're going, we're going. I don't care where we're going, we're going. Anywhere you want to go, we're going. Just, we're going. We've lost this fear of the Lord. We've lost this place of respect for God. We've just taken our lives in our own hands, think we can do any old thing, and God's going to accept it. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.